Yeah, happy Christmas. <laughs> it's really, uh, it's really nice to be back home uh, during Christmas, um, and uh, to see you all. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, John, for giving me the opportunity <laughs> to speak today. Um, and thank you for your prayers uh, as I'm continuing with my studies at Edinburgh Theological Seminary. And uh, yeah, thankfully that's going really well. Yeah, so John read us uh, from Matthew 2 today, which will be our passage. I'd like to introduce us uh, to three characters that I'd like us to focus on. It will be in verse 3, we have, we have Herod the king. And Herod was troubled, or in NIV it says he was disturbed, uh, by the news of the newborn king, uh, who's the major presents him as the one born king of the Jews. Second character is uh, who was with Herod is all Jerusalem with him. They also were troubled by this news of the, uh, the newborn king of the Jews. And the third king is that king who was born. So in today's message, I think the author would like us to, would like to encourage us uh, not to be like Herod and all Jerusalem with him. Uh, and it's also very remarkable to see that all Jerusalem, who are meant to be the p- very people who are to worship him, uh, we are quite surprised by the sheer silence that we see, even though they knew the scriptures quite well. So it's important for us to know uh, what makes us bear the burdens for Jesus' sake? And uh, I think, I hope to see that it's for Jesus' sake. So we look at uh, Herod, who was defensive, and also to Jerusalem, who were ignorant. Herod was trying to kill Jesus, and we can understand why he would be inclined to do that, because his position was threatened by the newborn king. He not only tried to kill, but he also tried to lie, saying, I will go and worship this king. Uh, Later he tried to kill him, but he failed. Herod was the persecutor, while all Jerusalem with him uh, were a group of quiet audience. They weren't overjoyed as the wise men were. We observe that as Herod and all the Jerusalem with him shows, that it's not really natural for us uh, to follow Jesus because that would mean leaving our comfort zone and I think all Jerusalem with him would have preferred Herod as their king over Jesus. And it's also not natural for us to love our enemies as Herod felt threatened of his own position. And so I, I believe the lesson today is that we are not to be like Herod or all Jerusalem with him, and not to be ignorant, uh, and not to be selfish. So this uh, leads us to the question of what makes, us, what makes us submit to the King Jesus? The passage shows that when Jesus was born, he suffered so he suffered right from the beginning of his birth 
all the way through his life. I think if the newborn king suffered, I think surely uh, his followers, followers would suffer as well. I'd like us to turn to one Peter, uh, who picks up on this theme uh, quite clearly. So in 1 Peter 4, in 1 Peter 4 verse 12, he says that you would suffer as Christians. And he says, do not be surprised at the painful trial that you are suffering as though something strange were happening to you. Uh, in, in chapter 2, he says, follow Jesus' example. And I think he also gives a reason why you would do that, why you would suffer for his sake. Why not be like Herod and all Jerusalem with him and serve instead Jesus as king? Because it's not in our natural ability to do so. Again, all Jerusalem, who were the very people we would expect to worship him, they were the people who would say, where is the king? born king of the Jews. We have come to worship him. But they just go about their business as usual. So it's really not about us that's going to get us to follow Jesus. It takes Jesus uh, to come to us and help us realize that. In Peter 2.21, he says, To this you are called, because Christ suffered for you. So to this, as in earlier on he was uh, saying, submit to, submit to your masters uh, when your masters are good, but also when they are harsh to you. So he's saying, submit to them. And that's very hard to do. Uh, it's contrary to what we, would, what we would naturally be able to do. He says... To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you, sh you should follow in his steps. And he adds in the next verse that he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. So here Peter is quoting Isaiah 53, the, the, suffering, servant of, the suffering servant of God. And he's saying, Remember the cross, the one who died on the cross was the one who committed no sin. I'd like to read from verse 23 to 24, because uh, it hopefully summarizes what Jesus went through. So when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. So when Jesus was scorned, when he was rejected, when people were opposing him, Jesus uh, didn't oppose in the same way, but he quietly uh, submitted his will to, to God's will because he knew that he entrusted himself to God who judges justly and God sees what uh, Jesus is doing is right. And uh, in verse 24, as we continue, he says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. 
By his wounds you have been healed, for you are like sheep going astray. In another place, Apostle Paul uh, says to remember Jesus Christ. In 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1.15, he says, Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. So Christ came into the world, he was born in the world to save sinners. When we ponder the cross where Jesus died, I think it's there where we begin to see the depths of our own problem. If anything, we are the worst offenders. Uh, we, we offended God and we deserve the penalty. So God being just, Paul says in Romans 3 and 6, that all have sinned and there is no exception, and that the wages of sin is death. And Paul realizes the depths of his own sinfulness, and therefore he confesses that I am uh, the worst offender. And he knows that, um, and he knows that he's the one who opposed God. God is gracious and merciful, and so Jesus bore our sins. Jesus died in our place and bore the righteous wrath of God. In fact, there is all the condemnation that we deserve because of our guilt. But Paul can say in Romans 5.1 that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ because God would see us as he would see Christ in his perfect righteousness. So this brings us to my final point today, uh, that knowing Jesus as our saviour enables us to abolish our own ways and to follow Jesus as our king. So again, naturally we are like Herod and all Jerusalem with him. We would much prefer a king uh, who would do us a favour and probably prefer Herod over uh, King Jesus because it's, otherwise I think it would be uncomfortable. But Jesus knows that we are in need of saving and because we are naturally blind to see that, he has come. That Jesus is born means that God knows what he's doing and that God has the power to accomplish what he has purposed. That Jesus will take the pains and even die on the cross means that he is for us. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy, heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus pleads us to come to him because he wants to save us from eternal destruction, eternal death. He is not selfish king like Herod. He is the one who bore our sins because he is the ruler, he is the overseer, he is the shepherd, our protector of such people who are like sheep going astray. Uh, so this Christmas, may we know God's supernatural work, that Jesus was born and that he suffered for our sake. And thereby, while Herod and Alderson was troubled by the news of Jesus, uh, I hope that we can be troubled in the right sense uh, that Jesus would reign as king in our lives, uh, knowing that by God's grace, Jesus was born to save his people from their sins.
us. So I will pray before we close. Mm. Our dear Lord, we thank you that Jesus was born uh, King of the Jews. Uh, thank you for your word uh, that, uh, that brings us conviction of our sins and thank you that the Holy Spirit uh, is at work, that you continue to work in our lives uh, to apply that finished work of Jesus. Lord, uh, help us to uh, know the, the meaning of Christmas, to, to know, uh, to recognize what Christmas is about, who it's about, and uh, help us to remember Jesus who went through all the sufferings and died on the cross for us. And uh, he's the one who can sympathize with us uh, when we also uh, go through sufferings and various oppositions in our lives. So uh, may we be troubled in the right sense and help us to rejoice uh, in the newborn king and to come to adore him. Uh, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.